0: you are not to offer up any sacrifices until I return after seven days after seven days because the priests were anointed and consecrated to offer up certain sacrifices unto the Lord let's look at verse 8 1 Samuel chapter 13 verse 8 and he tarried seven days speaking of Samuel and uh, according to the set time that Samuel had appointed but Samuel came not to Gilgal and the people were scattered from him The people were scared. They were were afraid for their lives. First of all, Saul was afraid. If you read in verse uh, 7, the the people that followed him were afraid. Saul was afraid. He was trembling. He was nervous. Like my teacher used to say, you're making me nervous. I mean, when people that's nervous around you come around you, that nervousness is contagious. That's why especially a leader... A leader must be very calm. Do you ever notice, like, when our presidents, they make speeches, something devastating may have happened, but they come with a calmness? Do you notice they never come before the television? Oh, Lord, what we going to do? Lord, have mercy. Somebody needs to be calm. So Saul was nervous. He was trembling. The people were trembling. Now I taught you never sweat until you see the leader sweating. Amen. <laughs> hey if you don't see the leader sweating, you're all right. <laughs> so anyway, um, verse 9, and Saul said, bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offerings. Uh-oh, he's about to get into a place. He's not called. And he offered the burnt offering. Well, you say, well, Pastor, there's nothing wrong with offering the offering. He's, off, he's giving an offering, but that wasn't his place. Right. That wasn't his place to do that. Look at verse 10. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. It was a custom that even when the kings met the man of God that they saluted him. They bowed down before them. Amen. We don't want to take that out of context, but it was a reverence that you had toward men of God. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. So he saluted him, and Samuel said, What have you done? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mishmash, therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord, I force myself. Underline that. I force myself. See, that's what happens when you are not uh, uh, in the place that God wants you to be. You have to force yourself to do things that God didn't anoint you to do. You got a lot of people that's forcing themselves to try to occupy a place that they have not been called. Come on, I'm trying to help us. Because we've got to bring order to the body of Christ. So Saul forced himself. Amen. And the Bible says he offered a, a, an offering. Uh, he offered a burnt offering. Verse 13. He, he thought Samuel was about to commence. in and say, give, me some, give me some dabs in my bar. You got that offering? Psh, you don't know that one. Amen. <laughs> That's not how Saul. Saul said, wait a minute. What have you? you? Look at verse 13. S- Samuel said to Saul. Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment. You didn't follow the manual, in other words. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever, but now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his heart, And the Lord had commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. You didn't follow the manual for your life and for your ministry. Therefore, what you're doing is going to have to be taken away from you and given to another man. Now, that's serious business. Just because he did not not function in the place that he was called to function. See... The anointing, glory to God, the anointing is in your place. That's where your anointing is. And the anointing is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God to flow in your assignment. You got to know how to flow in your assignment. Tell somebody, say, get your flow on. See, when I'm in my place... You can't stop me from flowing in my anointing when I'm in my place. When I'm in my assignment, there's a flow of the Holy Ghost that begins to manifest in your life. And you see, when you're in your place, everybody is blessed because you're in your place. But when you're out of your place, everybody else is in a mess because you're out of your place. What? Come on, somebody. Is this some good teaching tonight? Tell your neighbor, find your place, fill your space, run your race. So many of God's people are doing things you're not called to do. You're not anointed to do that. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> 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 So, if you don't find your place, guess what? You will be replaced. You will be replaced. Because you're not content with, your, with God's will for you. But I want something else. I want something else. It got to be more than this. No. Do you. <laughs> Somebody, God called you. For you to not want to accept God's will for your life is a slap in the face of God. Because you're saying to your Creator, "You don't know what you're talking, to- what you're doing. You don't know what you're talking about." I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be preaching. I'm supposed to be singing. I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing that. No, no, no. You're supposed to do what you are equipped to do, what you are called to do, what you are anointed to do, because you can only flow in that place. Yeah. Or else you would try to force yourself. You would try to force something to happen that God did not call to happen or purpose to happen. Find your place. Fill your space. Run your race. How many of you want to be anointed? Let me see your hands. The anointing is not limited to the pastor. The anointing is for you to occupy your place. Saul was not anointed to occupy the priest's office. He was anointed to be the king. Now, there was a man that was anointed with a multifaceted anointing, and his name was David. David was not only king, but he was a prophet and priest. David had a multi-dimensional anointing. And through the kingly anointing, he began to demonstrate that of a warrior. He could fight as a king. He could declare and decree things as a king. But as a priest, he had the anointing to worship. at this multidimensional David who could be a warrior on one end and I mean you wouldn't even dare touch him but at the same time could be so soft on the other end and say, Oh Lord, how I worship thee. How I adore thee. How I lift up your name. And he was prophet because he could declare things. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad Come on, and it's send it, Cindy. I beseech thee, send down prosperity, and the whole kingdom begin to prosper because David was a prophet. Yeah, yeah. Now there are some people that are anointed to do multiple things right. because God put it on the inside of them. God, they are multidimensional, multifaceted. And Saul cannot look at a David and try to covet something that he does not have. So my second point, number one, I know my God. Number two, I know my purpose. I know my purpose. Go to Matthew 25. Matthew chapter 25. Welcome to Bible study. I have to teach you this. Matthew 25. Let me me just give you some more scriptures to, to back up because a lot of times here's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, 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 a misorder here. There's a misconception, if you will. Yeah. So when you go around and ask people, you know, how do you find your purpose? How do you find your purpose? And well, somebody who don't know what they're talking about, they say, well, what, what's your passion? <laughs> they're going to say that's the first. What's your passion then? Right. Well, my passion is this. No, that's not how you find your purpose. You can have a passion that God didn't give you. Yeah. Mm. you watched American Idol. You watch America's Got Talent. They are passionate. They are very passionate. I believe the children are our future. Even if let them lead the way. And they are passionately singing. So life coach, life teacher, passion is not number one. Let's look at Matthew 25. I'm going to show you this. Matthew 25. Somebody say find your place. Find your place. Fill your space. Fill your space. Run, your race. Run your race. So look at Matthew 25 verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is a man traveling into a four country who called his own servants, delivering unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents to another two, to another one. To every man according to his what? According to his what? Several. Several ability. He didn't give them the talents according to their passion. He gave them the, uh, the talents according to their abilities and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents, multidimensional, went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. He was productive with what God gave him. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now, of course, this is an investment passage, but I'm going to use it tonight to talk about your abilities. Because notice that the Lord, Lord L, gave the servants talents based on their abilities. Based on their abilities. So just think about it. If I had a spoon and I had a shovel and I want to dig up the ground to plant some tomatoes, I have a spoon and I have a shovel. Which instrument has the ability to dig a hole? the way it was designed to be built. The shovel has that ability. Why? Because it was created to dig. The spoon was created to feed. If you give the spoon the shovel's assignment, the spoon will will end up being bent, damaged, and good for nothing.
1: This concludes our message for today. Thank you for supporting John Barton Ministries, where we are committed to changing lives and changing futures. You can secure a copy of today's message in its entirety on CD by calling 1-888-727-8900. Order today and watch the Word of God change your life. If you're ever in the Lafayette area, we invite you to join us for a life-changing experience at New Kingdom Ministries International, the place where new life begins. Services are currently held at the Holiday Inn Holodome on 2032 Northeast Evangeline Thruway in Lafayette, Louisiana. Service times are every Sunday morning at 9 and every Tuesday evening at 7. For more information on upcoming events, to sow a financial seed, or if you would like to partner with Dr. John Barton, call us today at 1-888-727-8900 or visit our website at johnbartonministries.org. Thank you for listening, and remember... If you can leave your history, you can live your destiny now. This is the 70,000-watt voice of the community. K-A-Y-T, Gina Alexandria.
0: This is the Miracle Revival Hour broadcast. I'm your host, Pastor David Paul, from Fairfield, Connecticut in the USA. Glad you're with me on this Tuesday, the second day of October. It's not a coincidence we've connected. This is Divine Appointment. Stay tuned in a moment. I'll take you into one of our exciting services already in progress. And on this program, we continue highlights of a message we started yesterday, I'm preaching